let's do it. Got it. We can record now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we are we're we're live now. Uh we have we have Mike <laughs> joining us today. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay, I hope I remember nice. to do that. Um <laughs> so, what's up guys? How you doing? It's Mike. Good. It's been a long Good. time, guys. It's been a while. But and Jake, I've never met you. <laughs> nope. We've never met. No. No. Nice. Most of the people that James and Spencer bring on, though, I've never met, so it's okay. Terrible. That's the, <laughs> the part of being at Shaz instead of Icus. So yeah, I've been up there. I like Shaz. It's a nice place. A couple times, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I was at ICUS from 02 till graduate 07. Then I did Novitiate, Cheshire, Humanities, Cheshire, both years. And then I did one year of philosophy. Got out in June 20, or 2012. Yeah, so. Oh, and I was part of a cult. Can we say cult? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the person yeah, before yeah. me said, like, soft cult or some shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to call it a cult. Can I claim that? Yeah. Cultish. Yeah, we'll go to cultish officially. So the next person after has to go fully to cult. Yes. So I think Brian said soft cult. Yeah, said, Brian. I'm saying cultish. There you so go. Real soft core cult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah. What was, what, what do you what made you feel like it was a cult mostly like what was it's more like looking back at it now 10 years ago like from now and like like today like i was texting you guys today like we had like i'm in the military so we had our like down day today like had mexican food at work and like had a couple beers at lunch and then we went golfing this afternoon like just down day to like everybody just hang out and just rid of the office work and not fly and just you know have a day just to be together so like that's like all the cool and fun stuff that i mentioned like the lesion and stuff like that but there's not this like overarching like construct of who you should be as a person like this ideal kind of you were always kind of trying to strive for i was mike today i gotta bleep that out <laughs> I, I was mike today Jeez. <laughs> he I was Mike himself. today. I was Mike today. We'll and, uh, like I was always Mike in the Legion for the most part, which was to the chagrin of a lot of people, I think. Because I never like tried to be somebody else. Um but I think that's the biggest thing is it was always kind of me trying to prove myself to a bunch of other folks who are up against this ideal that I was never gonna be. So Yeah, that was that sounds like it was also your reason to leave. Then you just felt like it was more like Mike wasn't really cut out for it. I was kind of honestly, had I graduated high school and gone straight into military, that would have been a lot better for me. Yeah, um, across the board, like, and especially now, like Joe Cunningham talked about like Ben Wagner, you know, other dudes, Josh Fleming's like, I think Josh Fleming's about to put on major. Ben Wagner is a major now. Like I'm just a lieutenant. So like I'm years and years behind, you know, career wise, just trying to, you know, I'm 
hanging out with late captains and majors because they're my age, have the same age of kids and stuff like that, but I'm still a lieutenant. So had I done that, I think I would have found what I was looking for in the Legion doing that, but kind of just dinked around in there and tried to prove myself that I was tough enough to do it for years and years. And I don't know. Didn't waste the time, but because yeah. I'm here where I am now, I have the kids I have now. I have an awesome wife. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How'd y'all meet you and your wife? Uh, we met at Ave. So, nice. it was a uh, senior year. She thought she had met everybody and then I came in. So, I was actually going to meet Brian at the bar. We were going to get super drunk. That was our plan. And I stood him up. At my wife, <laughs> <laughs> which my wife still continues the question, like you stood up, Brian. Like, <laughs> I swore for years that like he was straight, and like he never came, like he came out to me like the same time he like came out to everybody. So like for years, I said no, Brian's straight. Like just kept on saying, it, saying, it, saying it, and like he finally came to me, like, damn it, <laughs> like, <laughs> love it. Yeah, it's like Man, he was best. He, Mike, I have a question. Did your wife play volleyball? She does. So she was there when I was there. Yeah, she was. So, yeah. Right, right on. I was just like, I know, yeah. I've seen the last. Yeah, she started game. in 08, I think. She, yeah. Yeah. She 08 was, or 09. Yeah. Older than me, but that's cool. She's super nice. I like her. Yeah, she's awesome. She's awesome. So. Yeah, she, um, she kind of fixed Sorry. me. Her, Brian, my first roommate before Brian, who was basically the weed dealer at Ave. Um, <laughs> those guys kind of like, yes. You know who I'm talking about. There, when I was there, there. He's also ones, Mike, so. a Mike as well. <laughs> um, yeah, those dudes kind of got a hold of me and lost my wife, like, kind of like fixed me and made me normal again because that was mm. weird. Like, she asked me, so where'd you go to school? I was like, I transferred in from a uh, school approved um, by the Vatican. <laughs> like, I didn't want to say I was from the seminary. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a little embarrassing. Yeah, yeah a little. And then I uh, went against Joe Cunningham's advice and married the first woman I dated. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Cunningham, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure he told me that when I got out. He was like, "Don't do that." <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, I think he was speaking from yeah. personal experience, but yeah. Um, yeah. How many kids but, do you have again? Uh, we have three, and we have one due March thirtieth now. Yeah. Wow! Congratulations. Wow. Congrats. Yeah. So how's it? How's that? What's What's being a dad like? <laughs> it's awesome. Like my kids are awesome. So, um. My oldest is, I have boy, girl, boy right now. My oldest is not like me at all. He's like my father-in-law, just super intellectual, super smart. My daughter is just like my grandmother-in-law. And then my youngest, current youngest is just a little boy. Like, you gotta bleep that. Just like uh, Michael's son. Yes. <laughs> Michael's son. Yes. Yeah, he's a, uh... you know, my brother's. <laughs> and do you know yeah. if you're having a boy or a girl on the way a girl hey yeah. there you go even the balance is restored well, it is yeah it is yes yeah, yep. yeah. so <laughs> it's gonna be a good time that's pretty cool we travel a bunch 
we like going down up in the mountains because we're in central Georgia right now. So we we're like two, three hours from the Appalachians and then we're about two and a half, three hours from the Atlantic coast, five hours down to the panhandle of Florida. And my wow. in-laws have places down in Marco Island, which is South Naples. So we're down there a bunch too. So that's awesome. We drive a lot at of night. vacation options. Yeah. Yes. So I get 30 days of leave a year. Wow. And plus I'm gone six months out of the year usually. So I get to get a bunch of like comp days because of that. So we're down there. Probably like, um, so just like throughout the year, honestly. So I'll usually, she's down there more than I am. She, her parents have a place My her grandparents have a place too. So whoever's not there, she'll just take their place. And we all kind of have the like door codes for everybody's places and just go down there. Is it 30 days in addition to weekends? No. So that's okay. the thing that okay. sucks. So it's for the military, seven shit. Okay. Yeah. So for the military, it's like, Hey, when you're on leave, it's, you're not basically your head is not on your pillow at home because technically you could be called in for duty. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Which for a lot of people in the military, like most people do office jobs, honestly, like yeah. for your like dudes to do operational stuff, like it makes sense. So also commanders can do stuff for like weekends where they're like, Hey, you're allowed to go six hour drive away or whatever. Depends on the commander, depends on the unit, depends where you're at. So like some places like eight hours away is just ridiculous. Versus like here, like eight hours away can get you down to like South Florida and you can get back reasonable amount of time. So, right, right. yeah. So we enjoy a lot. I work a lot really hard. And before this, we were both working we had the kids in daycare and we just got to a point where like we were both on our phones answering emails and answering calls every night and we we're just like why are we doing this so we started looking for something better and um i signed up for the military it's like i, I won't get in i want to get a flying gig or anything i thought i would get into like finance or something like that um so went in for that and then i got a call back that i got a CISO slot which is basically your traditional like navigator or your traditional like bombardier kind of slot which now is kind of spread open so it's basically your officer who's on the on the aircraft who's not the pilot so i grabbed that up did ots like straight off the street then went to pensacola for training for a year and a half um got a nav slot out of that so navi now because we got gps systems and all that stuff is kind of keeping the airplane actually where it's supposed to be because everybody's going to be jamming us and stuff like that. So they're going to be trying to spoof the airplane to not be where it's supposed to be. And so doing that primarily, thinking how the jet set everything up for the pilots and then just coordinating, coordinating a lot of stuff just to help the pilots and also like further the mission. Um, so talking to tankers, talking to you know everybody across the battle space that they're working with us. So... Yeah. So currently I'm flying J Stars, looking for a new job now because we're going away. So, so I move orders for a living. Like I feel like we do pretty similar stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Customer sure. service. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty. It sounds pretty similar. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work. I Real used responsibility. to managing truck drivers, and uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, bit of a switch for you then. A little bit. There's yeah. more of a pucker factor some some <laughs> days. 
when you're landing, you're like, wow, cool. We survived today. Cool. I'm going to go drink some beer because uh, we're not going to tell the wife this story for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that now, was going to happen. Yeah. Now, what made you want to join and like, how did that process work out? So, I mean, obviously that you, you mentioned like the financial concern, but was there, was there something else too, or? It wasn't like so much financial as more. Well, yeah, it was. Sorry, like, sorry, the day insurance the is awesome, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like my wife, it's honestly is financial because like my wife can stay home now. She homeschools kids. Right. They can see my in-laws. They can see my parents who are down in Florida too. Like it's awesome. That's cool. But it was kind of always something like back of my head, it's not vocation, but like um remember Patrick um Clower, Mr. Clower. Yeah, yeah. So Master Gunner and Clower. Agpipes. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's Luke Clower, his oh, dad. Wrong Patrick. one. Yeah, so okay. Master Gunnery okay. Sergeant Clower had always like been harping on me. I, he probably could see someone because he was a recruiter like up and down the East Coast. He could see someone like this kid needs to be in the military. And then so he was always like giving me like you know all the extra like surplus crap. It's like, hey man, like he never like came out and said like you need to leave the Legion kind of thing because I don't think he had the words for it. But he could kind of tell like, hey, this kid needs to be in the military and then actually the day of graduation in our dorm me and brian are standing there and i'm helping pack up so mr and mrs Cla- or, um gray were there and mr gray was like hey you really should consider the military i was like okay mr gray like good seeing you like see y'all like cool and like kind of threw it in the back of my head and then it kept on bothering me for years like yeah i probably should because mr gray is an awesome dude and Pat Clower's an awesome dude too. So kind of was always there. And then actually my father-in-law, because I was like really bummed out, just kind of making ends meet, but not really like clicking and like making something happen. So my father-in-law was like, what do you want to do? So my father-in-law is an awesome dude. He's a college president right now. He's um he's a president at uh UST now, it's University of St. Thomas in Houston. So super awesome dude, and like second dad to me, honestly. Like father-in-law is like should be just like second dad, honestly. So he's like, look, you need to like figure out like what you actually want to do and then move towards that. Not just like try to make ends meet and be sacrificial and just, you know, make dollars. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, I really love aviation, but I don't think I can like spend the money. It's like 40, 50 grand just to try getting the airlines. And you're going to be making like 25 grand for the next five, six years. I was like, that doesn't financially make sense to me. Yeah. So I already had the master's at the time. I was like, I can't spend more myself. He's like, what about ATC? I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. And again, it was like a bunch of school and really, really um, exclusive to get into school because everybody wants to do it. So I was like, well, if I go enlisted in the military, I get an ATC slot there and like trying to figure it out. And more I got into it, I was like, for some reason, I only went to the Air Force. Um, so like started looking at it. I was like, wow, like finance or not finance, but um, what um Andrew Stead's younger brother does now will come to me. Contracting. So contracting is like the dudes that make all the contracts with vendors and stuff like that for all the stuff we need in the military. So they basically when they get out after four years, they have all the cred, like all the credits basically to go to other contractors and write the contracts to the military so it looks good. So they make big dollars when they get out. It's like Austin Stillstead's set up. But um so I was like, wow, that sounds like a cool job. And then I can like continue kind of like serving after I get out of the military too, because you're still in the contracting business. You make good dollars after and awesome. So started applying for that and um, 
so I had transferred into Ave, right? And then fall semester at Ave, I only did one one year there. I got accepted to CUA for grad school. So they called CUA up and was like, hey, do you care about my GPA? And they're like, no, you're accepted. We don't care about your GPA. You just need to pass senior year. You're done. I was like, cool. I, I really didn't like this philosophy stuff anyways. I'm just going to pass. <laughs> Get it done. I met this awesome girl and I'm working. I'm like, we're just going to make that happen. Playing rugby, met Christian, my wife and like, awesome. So I had like a 2.9 or something just passed by the skin of my teeth kind of a thing. <laughs> and like, it didn't matter because no one cares about your undergrad on the like civilian side at all. Right. So got done with that and then um, got to the military. They're like, what's your GPA? I was like, well, my master's degree was whatever it is, 3.4. I'm not super smart, but 3.4. They're like, no, we want to know your undergrad. I was like, why do you care about my undergrad? Well, it's because they need a level playing field to like measure everybody on. And at that point, they don't care if you have a master's degree. It's later in your career if they care if you have a master's degree. It's like, okay, whatever. So they're like, well, you don't qualify to be non-rated with a 2.9 because you can't average GPAs. It's only your awarding um, institution that gives you a GPA. <laughs> so I can't be just a desk job dude. I can only fly in airplanes. Which is a scary thought. So your fighter pilot dudes could technically have a less than 3.0. Yeah. <laughs> so the crazy thing was like the one one of the very few times I had like hand of God like actually like come down and like manifest itself kind of thing. Like we were on our honeymoon down in uh, Cancun, so we we're like in the swim bars and stuff like that. So go upstairs like to her room and like check my phone and the recruiter called me and like I was best like I knew this dude pretty well and like he calls me and it's like hey just wanted to let you know like you're not going to be able to become non-rated I was like cool thanks to the time I already had got a new job somewhere else with a really cool trucking company I was doing a really cool awesome project with them and making a lot better money um, and I also was like in a position where I could kind of just like form like a whole fleet just for myself and kind of do what I wanted with it which is awesome. Um, but he was like, no, like, I forgot you're down in Mexico right now on your honeymoon. Just know the information. Don't make the decision right now. Because if I were you, I'd probably be drunk. Don't tell me if you are. <laughs> and so he's like, look, you get back to the States, give me a decision. I can put you on a rated board. I was like, cool. I probably won't make it. He's like, no, don't give me a decision. Give it to me next week. I was like, okay, cool. So I was like, whatever i tried you know i tried to go to seminary i tried to go to the military i'm just gonna live my life now like i tried doing service stuff right cool whatever go to the bar the swim bar like you give like the dude like a soggy dollar right for your margarita for a tip and turn around these two people were speaking english and it was the off season down there so everyone was either like german or dutch or just mexicans so everyone was speaking spanish um, or like a foreign language so like someone was speaking English I was like hey how are you guys doing they're like yeah what? we started talking to them they're like yeah we just retired out of the air force and I was like oh and they were Catholic and they had like four kids and we we're like so would you guys do it again they're like oh yeah 100% like we retired out of the military and it was awesome you guys should do it and that's just awesome like go rated it'd be a lot better for you guys like, you'll love it we're like okay cool so that's like one time 
<laughs> spent five years in a monastery and like never heard the voice of god and got out and finally did <laughs> <laughs> which is frustrating as hell when you're sitting there for like what four and a half hours in the mission every day or like five hours a day <laughs> yeah whatever it is i was just sitting there like there's one time in novitiate i think it was james kutcher who just got out like two years ago he's like yeah i heard you because remember how like the the cubicles and chester if you touch them they like vibrate and you can yeah, hear yeah, yeah, like yeah. across the entire freaking building yeah. They're yeah. like usually when people fall asleep you hear them just go boom and then they stand up and you hear it just vibrate like after a dude hits it you were like dead because you hit it and then i just heard nothing <laughs> you just hit it and it slid down <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so do you know it was you oh yeah he knew it was me because we were up together like chopping wood or some shit that oh okay <laughs> father what's his face <laughs> what was his name not father joseph the one before him julio julio marty yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he was intense yeah, he's hardcore yeah, James, you you locked out, bud. I I didn't I didn't have him. No, I didn't have him very long. Yeah, or you I didn't have Spencer anyone very long. That's true. So Spencer did. I did both years in a vis shit. Okay, yeah, because yeah, worst couple of years of my life. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so you I would. Like, I just remember a shit just being cold and hungry, just the entire freaking time, <laughs> just. Sleep tired and quiet for me or tired yeah cold and like father julio just he hated me the legion in general just hated me like everyone because you didn't give a fuck oh that too yes yeah. so like and a good me and kevin cunningham like y'all were always breaking silence and stuff y'all didn't know kevin kevin was a goody two-shoes no he shit. was he was i was me he too. was hard like he <laughs> gave heart and soul but joe please don't tell kevin <laughs> It's gonna call me up. Uh, he like he wasn't Kevin. Like Kevin PC, like pre-candidate was not Kevin Navishit. Like no. he tried to like do this other thing. And second year humanities, he was like, okay, this is Kevin Cunningham again, and just like became Kevin again. And yeah, I actually owe him like getting out. Him, Dan Belby, and Peter Yep like got me the hell out of there. Really? Yeah. So like Peter Yep and Dan Belby like they're. We'll get to that story, but <laughs> this is a Kevin Cunningham story next. He got me yeah. drunk while I was in philosophy so, <laughs> in Manhattan and nice. put me in the train. And I went back up and had to like go through night prayers, like the drunkest. Ever. Like we went and spent like $300 at the Russian Seminar next to the strip club on 42nd Street. <laughs> yes, he took me to a movie, which was like bad 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 and i'm pretty sure he wanted to take me to the strip club too but he already could tell i was super drunk and it was like beyond what i could do so <laughs> sent me back on the dying. train yes <laughs> he's like you need to leave <laughs> i was like okay oh my gosh <laughs> but at that time then it was just like free credits i was like and so i was might as well just finish the year out so might as well yeah so that was during philosophy though <laughs> philosophy i was terrible like <laughs> i i was terrible i hid beers out in the woods um the co-workers gave me a pellet gun and i'd go hunting all the time like i love hunting i love fishing 
like I would just go out and shoot squirrels. I'd walk in the kitchen with a rabbit that a few times. I'm like, most of the dudes from like south of the border, like were pretty down there guys, but there's a few folks that like kind of grew up a little richer, right? And had never seen that shit, right? So like I walked in the kitchen, there's a couple of those dudes there who had like grown up with like, it's not their fault. Like they had grown up with like maids and like gardeners and shit like that, right? Like I walk in there and just like a skinned out rabbit. And they're like, what the hell? Like, who does this? And it was like, put it in a pan and just like, I did a roast on it. So I did like veggies and shit. And then the trick to it that no one would care about it is you go and serve the father's table, all the good meat. And they're like, oh, what's this? Wow. Thank you, brother Michael. I'll pray for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> then you don't write about it in your dependence note. Your love <laughs> note to Father David. <laughs> Did you like the birthdays sitting at the father's table? Were you into that? No, so I got a big trouble for that. <laughs> oh, shit. Senior year, because I was like, <laughs> screw these guys, whatever. I didn't do it. And then Tim and Paul got super pissed. I think only Tim was there. Paul might have been there. I think Paul's there. Yeah, so Tim and Paul got super pissed because, like, Paul was in seventh grade, like, just a little kid, right? He's 12 years old, and, like, oh, Mike didn't let me go sit at the father's table and have my ice cream. I was like, I don't like sweet things. That was the first thing. Like, I don't like ice cream necessarily. I'll have, like, two or three spoonfuls, but, like, I like chewing tobacco and, like, dark whiskeys and, like, dark coffee. Like, that's what I like. Be cool if they let like, you do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like when I was in the mission, like they still. When you're talking about <laughs> talking to Father David, I, 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 yes, <laughs> I may have accidentally stood up in front of some colonels before and forgot that they were there with a spitter in my hand. Yeah, yeah, I may have done that before. <laughs> <laughs> Neither confirm nor deny. Yeah, I don't know. Who they, they, they would if the remake of Top Gun. That's my one like desire to change. If I would have to tell them, it's like, hey, you need to put more people spitting in it. Yeah. But then it'd be more authentic. Right. Mm-hmm. Or putting zins and everybody does zin now. I'm weird. I still chew. So whatever. Yeah. Um, so you, you were in Thornwood for how many years? One year. One before year. we closed it. So I closed that sucker down, which got yeah. really weird. <laughs> Was remember it- that Audi A4 they had there? Yeah. So that someone donated to him. So like I heard like when we were closing down, it's like, yeah, we're just gonna junk this thing. I was like, you're gonna get like 300 bucks for it for scrap metal. Like, I'll give you like six hundred dollars. Like, no, you won't. I was like, my dad can front me the money and I'll just come down here and pick it up. They're like, Oh, okay. So <laughs> I came back and like Patrick Murphy or Patrick uh Murno was still down there, Bernetsky was there. So they're like, what are you doing here? Because I was like, in shorts and a t-shirt. I was like, yeah. pick up the car. <laughs> so <laughs> gave him 600 bucks for that thing. Drove to my parents' house up in Syracuse. And we drove that thing around. <laughs> we actually, so like for upstate New York, like it was like a baller car. Yeah. yeah. So like, <laughs> Holy shit. right when I got out, my brothers took, like, we drove that car to um, the Indian Reservation. They had this huge casino there. And we went to the nightclub there. <laughs> and this is me like straight out of the seminary yeah. and it was foam night so this is like a bunch of girls in like bikinis and heels like walking around and then there's like me like straight out of the seminary I'm just like <laughs> it was like my mother's like stopping on the back like my younger brothers like I'm the oldest they're like coming to band now 
Yeah. So <laughs> that was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's hard to know how to act. When you're, when oh, you're... I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I had like, yeah. we had gotten a table and like, I straight up, I'm not exaggerating. Probably had like five or six girls around me because like I was just sitting there and like going off about philosophy and shit. And they're like, oh, <laughs> that's interesting. Like, I just got to. <laughs> Like, have y'all heard of the I was five having a straight up conversation existence? with them. There was another girl, like, super awesome, like, family <laughs> friend. She was like, Hey, can you, like, I know now, 10 years ago, she was hitting on me. Like, can we go to, like, she had to go clean out her horse stable or some shit. We were, like, going and leaving a party or some shit. She's like, Let's go clean the horses. I'll, like, clean the horse stuff out. She's like, Tell me about philosophy. And, like, told her all about philosophy and shit. Now I'm, like, sitting there, like, she was like, Heading on me the entire time. And I was just like, just stone faced, just like telling her, matter of fact, like Shelton, like facts about everything. <laughs> the yeah. substance has a form and a privation. Yes. And <laughs> yes. Like straight up like that. Talk dirty I, to I, me. <laughs> I, I didn't know what the, I didn't know what was up and down. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It, it took special people like my wife now to knock me over the head and tell me, like, be normal, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clothing wise was really weird too. Like I have yeah. a polo on today because we went golfing, but yeah, I was gonna say normally I don't. Sauce. Yes, <laughs> it's yeah, a little it's... sus. Yes. Well, it has. It and has I have to have my hair like this because regulations. Okay. <laughs> the stripes on your polo would wouldn't have passed though. No. Yeah. And normally I have a beard, so okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Even in your yes. line of work, you're allowed to have a beard. So if we're not on duty. So like if I go on leave for two, three weeks or we're in quarantine, I've done yeah. 70 days of quarantine going in and out of countries. Oh. I've only had COVID once now. Like, yeah, I'll grow a beard out. I'm, I'm pretty good at this COVID quarantine stuff now. Yeah, I bet. Get a project, work and learning something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. What are you drinking, by the way? Um, I found a Guatemalan rum. It's aged. Hmm. What's so, it called? Uh, Zaka, Zaka, pa. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, my, uh, the... it's just that my buddy. He he loves Guatemalan rum. So uh... um, my brother-in-law, he went to Ave. Sam Gomez. I don't know if you know him. Um, he was oh. after you. He was a freshman when I was senior, I think. Or he married my sister. Um, who went there for a year or so. Uh, he brings a bunch of stuff from Colombia, so my family's kind of got into age rum a lot. I usually drink bourbon, so what you usually drink in my family, yeah. but usually around Christmas time, they go down there. It's like January, February, March. Usually we're into like aged rums, and then we kind of like spit into the wines over the summers. It's kind of weird. Now, does your family, <laughs> does your family or your wife's live near you, or are y'all kind of far away? So um, we got Atlanta. About an hour and a half away, which is dirt cheap, cheap tickets. So our families are here a bunch. Um, but my family had been up in upstate New York, up in Syracuse for a while. So we're part of like the Syracuse crowd. So like um with the Cunningham's up there, the Coley's, the Wagner's, a bunch of people are all up in there. It's kind of like the Maryland crowd. Um and then um her parents were in Indiana, in Indianapolis for a while. So that's why I was going to Chaz and stuff like that. Cause my brothers would come down from Syracuse cause um, that was like the only apostolic school. So it was kind of fun to go sled in the dunes and shit like that. And then uh, he sucks. 
What, the dunes? <laughs> yes. It's fun the first time. It's fun um, going down. Yes. <laughs> you didn't have to hike in the mountains. So you can shut no. the fuck up. <laughs> every week <laughs> in the snow. Yeah. We just and... got to run dunes every weekend. Have you ever had hypothermia at age 17 and not know what it is? <laughs> yeah. Frostbite. Frostbite? They just tell you, yeah. sacrifice, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can actually fabrics. see. I can kind of see why they thought you had military qualities, though, because shit does roll off your back pretty easy. You're an easygoing, like, I feel like military folks uh, just have that kind of quality about them, like, yes. kind of go-getters and shit like that, you know? I'm more very good at compartmentalizing yeah. things. Like, I have straight up not thought about Legion stuff for 10 years. Sure. Until, like, we now. Along. <laughs> well, yeah, that was part of it. Also, like, I've kind of, like, hit a lull in between deployments where, like, not doing much so i've had a lot of free time yeah and i was just like sitting in the sauna one day and it's like sitting there listening to my music it's like fuck after like listening to the podcast the night before doing the dishes i'm like i did go through some shit <laughs> <laughs> let's go shit it's like military training like basic they're like y'all know me i was like you're not following william Marti. like <laughs> this is kind of easy <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah you're gonna have to try harder <laughs> and he had it out for me like don't let me call my family <laughs> yeah and then like me and kevin like did even more and like pt and shit like we were running like me kevin and patrick walk father patrick now we'd go run like 20 miles like it wasn't anything yeah and just come home and back and we'd be puking our brains out me and patrick would be puking our brains out every time and kevin would be like pissed off that we were kevin still runs like 10 milers just for fun yeah. I think I follow yeah. Instagram and just see that. Yeah. yeah, he'll just casually do that. Yeah. So, like, Legion, I was in shape. Like, I did the presidential range just on a whim. Like, for Chess and Kills, me, T-Vald, um, Father Simon Devereaux, and then Stephen Hawksworth. Four of us did it one night. Or one at, one morning. It took us, like, ten and a half hours. Jesus. But, yeah, that was a good time. It's beautiful up in there. Yeah. But... Okay. Because once you get to the top, you're kind of coasting along. For kind of. Yeah. I mean, you gotta still do a bunch of steep stuff, and but um, yeah. It's pretty cool. No, but my uh, parents moved down to Zephyr Hills, and her parents are more or less. They have a vacation place. Her parents have a vacation place in Fort Myers. It's kind of where, or down south of Naples. That's where they kind of want to retire. So because of COVID, my father-in-law has been working um, remotely a bunch. So he's been there a bunch, and then. Her grandparents are down there about half the year. So we got a bunch of help now down here, which is yeah, nice. That's awesome. Not as nice as when we were in Indiana because we live downtown. My in-laws live downtown. And so we could just drop the kids off, go downtown, go sleep in the basement, take the kids, go home, which was nice, <laughs> which Jacob, I'm sure, could yes. appreciate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my parents live three miles from me. Nice. So we we do do that every once in a while. Just hey, we're gonna go out tonight and watch kids. Yeah, okay. that's cool. Yeah. So we kind of missed that. Ideal. Yeah. Hmm. Anywho, uh, do you want to go from the top? Yeah. Life story <laughs> bullshit, or let's hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah. Cool. You guys usually start with like, "Hey, are you still religious?" Kind of shit. We don't actually. We don't usually well, tend to. 
we, we, we do get tend to it. You usually tend to ask somewhere. We, we get we get to it somewhere. Sorry, I wrote some notes and shit. So yes, yeah. he was ready. I have ten pages of time. Did you pretend you were making a love letter to Father David? Just start no, I, I have shit about that too. Oh shit, <laughs> which from the uh, sisters? I forgot their names. I never uh, met them. Consecrated. No. Yeah, I forgot the Maggie, Maggie and Charlie. Theirs was an awesome one. I really like that one. That was a really, really, really good one. Um, yeah, it, it and I well. really, like. I I I didn't go. Through, yeah, I didn't go through any bad shit. I just went through hard shit, like just training wise. The Legion, like I've been through Seer School. I've been through some shit, like where I couldn't walk, like straight up could not walk because like they're trained to do. It's get you ready to be captured. Shit. And like really scary places in the military did not line up against like what I what happened to this shit. Like, <laughs> but uh their shit was like wow, had I heard about that shit over in Connecticut, I would have driven over there and given them a hug or something like they needed it. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a bunch of bullshit. So that's what I have to say about that. Yeah. Anywho, um, Back in 99, 98, my mom um, met some legionaries. Started going that shit. Um, and s- scary things, like, I probably would not do this to my kids. Went to Canada to Cornwall when I was 10, eight, 10 years old. And then went down to ICUS. Like, this is like a 10-year-old by himself. I mean, it was a big group, but whatever. Went, went through Father Gomez's place up in Everest in Michigan. Then went through Windsor over to Cornwall and then went down to um, Cheshire, or not Cheshire, Icus. Went back. I was like, wow, this is really cool. I really liked Cornwall the most. And then I think that was like Eat Your Games or some shit. Went to the basin the first time there. Fell in love with the basin that first time I went, went up there in the snow. Mm-hmm. Like, amazing. Love the basin. Yeah. yeah. Like Franconia Notch, still love it up there. It's Franconia, yeah. right? That's not yeah. Crawford. It's like no, Crawford's right. up here and like Franconius there on 93. I get them confused. Um, love it up there. But um, yeah, um, kind of fell in love up with Cornwall more because it's just like a super small community, but could only get in at ICAS. So ended up going up there when I was 12. Um, so like, I don't know how many people were in our initial class, but like, looks like Bomb and um, Bernatsky were there, Kucha were there, Myrna. Um, can't remember. Lachlan was a year ahead of us. The Canulies were a year ahead of us. Or Dominic was a year. Dominic was in ours. Anthony was a year ahead of us. Uh, a bunch of folks like that. But yeah, so did that. Then um, Cornwall's three hours from Syracuse. So my dad kind of got tired of driving the seven and a half hours from Syracuse all up to Icus. So he was like, hey, do you want to go to Cornwall? I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. I loved it up there, and I love playing hockey. Like, love hockey. So I was okay at hockey then, and when I left Cornwall, I didn't know French, but I was really good at hockey. So <laughs> yeah. some reason Francois Bear's run was really good at English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw, I saw him last weekend. Oh, yeah. he's. So my in-laws has a place down there in um... – dang it. Right, it starts with M, I think. Um, downtown, Houston, um, near UST. It's like a semi-gay na- neighborhood. Sure. Frick, what is the neighborhood called? They're downtown Macon, or Houston, not Macon. 
Oh, super nice na- neighborhood. They always tend to live in, my in-laws tend to live in like the more gay neighborhoods. Because... So Montrose, I'm guessing. Yes, Montrose. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they live there. I'm right next to it, yeah. I'm... Yes. So like they always live there because it's like <clears throat> always super nice and like yeah. clean and whole nice houses and stuff like that. Yeah. So words to the wise. Yeah. Live in those neighborhoods. <laughs> always in the nicest neighbors, super awesome people. Yes. Kind. Yes. <laughs> so... um. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Um, went up to Cornwall. Yeah. Uh, Father Kevin Meehan was, he'll come and play later. Uh, Father Simon Devereaux, he was up there too. Come and play later. Uh, Father Louis de, de Vaga, again, come and play later. Um, so they're all up there. Um, hang out, went up there, wasn't learning French, just an asshole to people, was like straight up beating people up. <laughs> like, you know, like eighth grader <laughs> stuff. Like, <laughs> all of these up Quebec, like Martin and Gabriel, if they're listening to this stuff eventually, like they know, like <laughs> we <laughs> we beat each other up just for fun. <laughs> and what's his face? He was in the Canadian military for a while. Uh, Bremner, he was up there. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a super good dude. Uh, when he left, like. The way me and Dan Bremner were like, I was on the tractor out in the soccer fields in Cheshire. We like saluted each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he's an awesome dude. Um, so came back and was kind of like in this like mopey phase because like me and Lobato had gotten sent back because like he had been a bad boy at Colfax and I was a bad boy up at Cornwall and got sent back. And we had uh, Kevin Leahy there. Kevin Leahy didn't like. Joe Allen's going to tell Kevin, whatever. Um, <laughs> Kevin just didn't like me. He had me running laps all the freaking time. And I don't know. <laughs> whatever. I just never clicked with him. And then I went to Precancy eventually with Father Frederick, which is awesome. And having heard his talk about him being like the contrarian there, uh, Father Frederick, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> because I probably would not have lasted somewhere else. Um, David Kovacs is a cool dude, but um, would not have lasted there. <laughs> yeah. But I uh, did that. Um, kind of built this like, hey, I'm here to like be a tough dude kind of attitude there. Um, so um, started doing the gardens and shit like that, which is where I hated Father David. Because like, so <laughs> Father Jarek handed the lawnmower off to me one day. This is where it all started. Uh-oh. And like we had not been able to mow lawns for like two weeks straight. So the grass was like, it's New Hampshire. So all the water runs out of it. So this is like the sand, gravel, granite crap. So it's not good grass, like compared to Midwestern grass. Like it's not. Right. So it's like, who cares? But whatever. They wanted their grass. They wanted it all raked. They wanted <laughs> like whatever. Seven, I was like 16, 17. Cool. So <laughs> he hands me a tractor and I'm like mowing just um like just below the like the original grotto there on that little plateau they had bulldozed out there and i, I still haven't like gotten an engineering enough or something to figure out like the oil cap blew off like it overpressurized it was too hot or something i don't know like it shouldn't do that so it blew off and then all the oil sprayed inside the like um what do you call it? the cowling the engine cowling and then seized the engine it ran out of oil so <laughs> father david found out about this because it was like 2025 dollars lawnmower 
And like now the new new new, new lawnmower just like he was pissed. It's like ever like I think that was like between junior and senior year. So all senior year I was just like on the shit list the entire time. So then he and I had never talked. Like spiritual direction or whatever you want to call it, whatever formation dialogue. It was spiritual direction still at the time. We just sit there. <laughs> so weird. Like I never had to talk with him. I never had any of that shit because we just sit there. Or do we just walk around all the classrooms, all the shit? I just sit there, like behind him. I guess me and I guess just silent, sitting there, just walking <laughs> along at heel. Like, and I always walked right behind him just to piss him off. So I'd be like just <laughs> out of his peripheral, kind of, <laughs> kind of sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so meanwhile, like Tim's getting involved. My mom was involved. Um, in 07, my dad sold his company. He had a he supplied like bedding plants and things like that to all the commercial greenhouses in this country, which sold to like loads and stuff. He sold that company and then he kind of took like half a year off and then volunteered to like work for the Legion. He got a salary, but he was working for the Legion basically. So like my family was like pretty hardcore into it. Mm-hmm. Um it was like as was awesome and like we knew like a bunch of really awesome priests thought it was you know freaking awesome should come to play later too um, so um let's see here so yeah i was in the shit list but just you know going hard at all um was still an asshole to all these superiors not as much as some people but you know just not the ideal person ever never did well on party grades i didn't give a shit that i had to co-find a card or not because i got <laughs> addicted to coffee pretty early on and precancy <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna have my coffee in the morning cool so i had instant coffee where i get the father's coffee and father frederick knew that so he would like he was like his rule was like you could have coffee if you drink it black so i drink black coffee the entire time it's like whatever i need it which that <laughs> Fast forward into philosophy. Like, what's confession one time? And I was like, Yeah, I fall asleep every day in meditation. And the priest, like, I forgot who it was. He was like, Why don't you just go get coffee in the morning? Like, before morning <laughs> prayers. I was like, Or just get instant coffee in your room and just drink coffee during meditation. I was like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> we can so do like, that. Every morning, I just sit there in my room with like a cup of coffee and read the Bible. I was like, This is pretty good. <laughs> this is awesome not like i like just sit there in the chair like i stopped kneeling down and ripping my knees apart like sat there for an hour every morning with a cup of coffee and my bible i was like this is how it's meant to be like it's kind of cool do you still do that do you read the paper or something now or um so what i do now is i get up 4 30 and go to the gym because if i don't do that like by the time i get home like my kids are all riled up and we go do something else and i go to the gym so my actual like time of prayer, what do you want to call it? Um, meaningfulness, I don't know. Yeah. Um, is either Sunday at church, which half the time I'm yelling at kids, <laughs> or it's in the sauna. And I either put like Gregorian chant or I read the um, morning, whatever, breviary thing. Yeah. So I just flip through that on my phone. It's kind of just nice because like kind of, because, like, having been in Cheshire and stuff like that and done all the Vespers and shit like that, like, that's awesome. 
Yeah. Also being in Cornwall, we used to go up to this monastery. Like Francois, if you ever listen to this, went up to that monastery when he got out. Um, like it's, I think it's St. John. I can't remember. Uh, he can probably tell. It's, I think it's by, up by Lac Saint-Jean. Um, it's this super awesome Benedictine monastery way up north there in Quebec. Uh, we went up there a few times. And same thing, like to go and chain up there and like just an experience of it. So that's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm still pretty religious. I mean, we tend to be more conservative, but at the same time, like, I don't know, I drink and swear and I'm in the military and <laughs> Brian Gray's my daughter's godfather. Like, he's <laughs> my wedding party. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Pretty open-minded guy. Yeah. Open-minded conservative. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, we're all we're all. I like my incense at church. I, I love. Dude, I, like I love that. incense. Like, I don't want you to like clap at church unless you're into it. Like, if you're into like good contemporary, what do you call it? Um, charismatics. Yeah. If you're really doing it correctly, cool. We had a friend down in Pensacola, a priest friends, like he'd be out Friday night with us or Saturday night at the bars. And like Sunday morning, it was either Latin Mass or Contemporary Charismatic. And like freaking awesome. Um, we have another uh, priest friend who's way down south Georgia. Like I go hiking with him, like way out in the middle of nowhere, like 40, 50 miles in. Same thing, like contemporary, you know, stuff, but also Latin, like facing the wall latin shit with the incense and everything so love some incense man if you find the right dudes like you know go hiking with me or we swear together go smoke scar go drink beer like there's some cool priest dudes out there father frederick included we'll include you father (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah i'm very like diocesan shit i'm very wary now i do not donate to ass and shit like all like big church things i'm like a little hesitant yeah a little hesitant nowadays if i can't see them and feel them says bad is bad but you know if i can't see them and sense them in front of me and they're just this entity i'm not doing it anymore yeah <laughs> i've gone too, down that rabbit hole too far yeah yeah <laughs> but not the other side once already yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah so then i went to novitiate me and Kevin were the only two who didn't get sent elsewhere, which I think they were trying to get rid of us. Kevin, I think, was more because they wanted him to be like cool leader, superior person, which he tried to live up to. And then me, they were trying to get rid of me, but I never let go. You <laughs> <laughs> know, several times they told me to. But yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, case in point, uh, first year in a mission, like, remember, like, around Christmas. Like before Christmas, we had all those work days and shit. And like, there's the official work days, but there was like normal schedule that no one did normal schedule because they were doing like Christmas room and like working with the like um, visitors and all that shit. The only person for an entire week sitting at their desk was me. Yes. <laughs> Yikes. Then the work days hit and I got put on the wood, wood pile by myself. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that sucks. These are my notes from. <laughs> 2012 like right when i got out it says note to reader do not try to swing an axe in the dark <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> yeah so 
I was. There I remember you out there, dude. I remember you spent a lot of time out there. Yes, chopping wood. Yeah. Yes. I was, I'm still pretty good at it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of practice. Bryce Casper. I hated that. That was actually my least favorite part of recreation was the end of it, going to pick up that pile of wood and bring it in. I hated doing that shit. Oh, well, that's how you kept warm. So, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we did that. Um, month of work, like, follow who you wanted to kill me, honestly. And we ran out of food that month. Like, we straight up ran out of food. It's- we did not eat anything and then it was like all it was like you only eat an egg maybe cereal and coffee that's it like shit like that follow julio like straight up like yeah if any of you like anybody listening had been with follow julio don't know what i'm talking like there was like what you're allowed to do and then there was like what follow julio did that's what you did you did what follow julio does yeah so like follow julio broke three ribs and then still would go play with us like at 45 yeah, He's in the middle of the winter. Yes. So, um, month of work was <laughs> kicking the balls. Um, I spent the entire time on the farm. And what Father Joseph, of all people, too, I spent the entire month on the farm, which was, like, unheard of. Like, you did two weeks at home, and then you did two weeks, like, on the farm. I did both months on the farm, which kind of bit them in the ass because all the Jamaican dudes really liked me. So, like, they would just, like, give me small projects. And, like, I kind of learned, like, Jamaican English and, like, would just hang out with them. They taught me how to, like, use a machete, like, correctly and, like, do all the shit. So, like, I get all my shit done. And they, like, pull beer out from, like, under a rock. They straight up would, like, hide beers on rocks, which I started doing philosophy um, <laughs> along where they were working. And we just sit there and drink a beer. And, like, all the other people were, like, way down the line, like, sweating their balls out. And it's like, <laughs> you know, sacrificing to Jesus the entire time. <laughs> like, now I'm just sitting there, like, drinking a beer with this really cool Jamaican dude. Like, <laughs> side of a hill in the middle of Connecticut. Like, yeah. Back in a cold one with the boys. And then probably you would get pissed because he would drive by to just see me sitting there, and I did, like, four times more work than everybody. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Father Joseph came, and that was, like, I don't know if you guys realize, like, first year of this shit, like, for second year of this shit, we are like, this is not the way. This is not the follow Julio way. Like, that is the Legion. So, like, all the little things were followed. Just was like, why the fuck are you doing it this way? Like, I don't know. Like, we had to do a visit after, like, the freaking, like, talk we had after dinner every day. Remember that shit? Like, it was like how Legion works and, like, Spirit of the Legion. Spirit, Spirit of the Legion. Legion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that shit. Like, we had to make a visit to Mary. That was like, he was like, we're not doing that. We're like, but that is the way. It's like, you can do it privately, but it's not a community activity because right. that's not written anywhere. And we're like, what? <laughs> or like, <laughs> shit, like um, <laughs> him not going to recreation. That was like, oh my God. Like, he couldn't because his knees were fucked. Yeah, his knees were and shit. Him yeah. like going off and doing like hikes <clears throat> by himself to go fishing. We were like, oh, you don't do that. You stay in the community. Shit like that. We were like, Blew our yeah. brains out. Yeah. Which is a, I don't think it's Father Julio's problem. It's the Skirtos who are fucked up people, like drilling that down to Father Julio who passed it on to us. So, right, right. Yeah. Well, the Skirtos got it from Maciel. So, fuck that dude. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we respect him on this podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm going to hang up now. <laughs> <laughs> and we call him to a Padre. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dame mas, daddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poppy. Oh, Poppy. Thank you. <laughs> One of my favorite yeah. things my dad said when all the news came out, he was like, "Man, Nuestro Padre is kind of fitting because he might he might be <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it could be. Not a kid's that could be. <laughs> oh, you need to get my brother Tim on here. He has <laughs> and Paul. They have some creative stuff. Like, we'd love Tim's a farmer. Him. Like Tim's a farmer now. He's yeah. I've seen the pictures. Yeah, <laughs> like." Jacob, he puts your beard to shame. Like he has a big old red beard. Oh, like he's really? like two forty-five. Like he's a big boy. He's a farmer. <laughs> like he, I don't remember. Probably my wedding was the last time he didn't have actual like cow shit underneath his nails. <laughs> <laughs> He'll work eighteen, nineteen-hour days. Like he's had teeth removed because he has dip in nineteen hours a day. <laughs> like, oh my yeah, god, yeah. do it, yeah, yeah. That's insane. So, Farmer. He's a fucking trooper. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever I'm having a shitty day, I'm like, yeah, Tim's probably still out there. Yeah. <laughs> but, probably still out there right now. Yeah. Um, this time of year, usually he's in bed by now. Oh. That's the other thing. He goes to bed at like seven. Oh. Yeah. Get up at two if in he, the morning. If he can't. Yeah. So like if he has a choice, he'll go to bed at seven or eight. Usually. Me and Paul are up at all days, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But that's funny yeah so then i did humanities first year humanities is a blur i don't fucking remember oh one thing i remember for that is like getting my driver's license which like a bunch of people were fucking pissed about and then remember that um lift we had in cheshire that like scissors lift i think so so that thing weighs two and a half tons i know that because it almost fallen on me like three times <laughs> because remember how cheshire had all those random fucking stairs yeah Everywhere. So Fucking imagine trying to get a two and a half ton piece of steel up and down into various tall rooms in there. <laughs> so the amount of times, like stupid shit that we did, like finally Andrew still said got pissed off enough that he built actual like ramps and engineered them out. Like actual did like things like one did time, like yes, one time one dude took bricks, like straight up took bricks, stacked them, not like interlaid, just single up and then put boards on it <laughs> and then as it started teetering he was like hold it up and we were like that's not gonna work <laughs> another time remember like they had the old like door hang like swing things like they swing the door back in it had ripped it off and i didn't notice so as it passed through that thing came swinging back straight in my face that was fun yeah um we broke the flatbed trailer with it. It broke through and it was the middle of January. So we had to try and lift it back up and back into the house in the middle of January in the ice. That was a lot of fun too. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I was charged with boilers too. So I was up at like 4 a.m. I was just like, which started like this thing where I could just do whatever the fuck I want because I was doing the boilers. So I just went anywhere I wanted and shit like that. Sec. So went into second year humanities where like second year humanities the legion stops like spoon feeding you shit and you're supposed to think for yourself kind of a thing 
it's, it's like artsy and like you do a bunch of seminars you get a bunch more museums and shit like that it's like that's when kevin like kind of came out out of his like freaking um like the shit bullshit and left and like you kind of start thinking for yourself more granted they've been like in your head for the past eight years already so yeah so like me clower kevin like started writing like in writing class and shit like some like really like hardcore shit and they're like oh my gosh why are you writing that (laughs) (laughs) which if you if i read it now probably shit writing number one number two like probably not that hardcore but yeah (laughs) yeah yeah but at the time you feel like it is yeah so then oh so in between first year and second year humanities was when dan belbin peter yep came up for professions and like they're like dude why are you still here i was like give him some bullshit answer and like dan and peter know me well enough they're like dude like that's not you like why are you really here and i was like oh i don't know it's like we started drinking like <laughs> so the fathers of, you remember they like would put all the beers out in the cart right yeah. we couldn't drink then because we had become a college and shit like that so the college couldn't serve drinks so they had just parked it in the walk-in cooler like the first walk-in cooler i had found that shit and they hadn't locked up the um what do you call it the the pantry back there yet so it's like i'm snagging this for peter and dan <laughs> <laughs> we brought it downstairs in the christmas room it was like good shit like a whole cart of it too like it's like <laughs> all good like import beers because they would just get get it all for free and do a tax write-off because it was all like boxes that got nicked and stuff like that by like the forklifts and shit like that so it yeah. were like soaked and like could, it wasn't sellable anymore so well, they were drunker than fuck and they were like dude you really shouldn't be here <laughs> wow yeah. how disrespectful stealing a legionary while drinking their beer Oh, whatever. That was the first time I played beer pong, too. Down the really? Christmas room. In the Christmas yeah. room. In my cassock. That's hilarious. Yeah. But, um... I missed the Christmas room. That was a pretty cool, like, setup. Yeah, so that was a... Were you there when we had, like, wood paneled it all out? Yeah, that was yeah. a good time. Yeah, there's some beautiful setups down there. Me and Nelson and Stolpe said a bunch of other people were down there for months and then just doing yeah. that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I shot my finger with nail gun down there. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I once grabbed an electric fence. I was like, this this won't hurt. I, I the soccer ball was next to it. And I, I grabbed it. I was trying to impress everybody. And I, I felt a shock that went to my toes, man. I'm I'm pretty sure no one gave a shit. <laughs> no, no, no one did. No one yeah. Did. Like offer uh, it up, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My only memory of you was in Novitiate, actually, Mike. Uh, we were doing dishes together, and I don't remember what transpired, but I just remember you being pretty dismissive. You're like, "Yeah, just take care of it, man." Like, see. You oh, you so remember that out. you pieced out. And I had to finish or something. It was something like that. <laughs> it was talking about that like dream team dish. Oh, I think it was Joe Allen. So when Joe Allen left, I replaced him uh-huh. on the like Joe Lobato dr- dream team. This other dude too, but like. I went, walked in there and like I didn't know like the mystique or whatever the fuck you <laughs> want to call it of like that room. They were like some crazy son of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> we got all shit done though. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But 
Yeah, so, like a funny story, like end of second year humanities. Oh, so this that's when they started all the the bullshit. I just call it the bullshit. Like the stuff about um the way it should be. Like the spiritual direction, the whatever it is, formation dialogue or bullshit with the superior. Yeah. yeah. Well, they like at first said there's only these two people that you can talk to, like these two other priests in the house that are the spiritual directors, and these are superiors cool i was like i don't trust i don't know these people from adam like i don't give a fuck like i've known father christopher since i was like 12 like i'd rather talk to him so what he's a superior like i'd rather talk to him because he knows me like cool okay he's a superior but whatever which again was me just sitting on the other side of the table and being quiet and us just or us just like walk around the house and me just sitting there <laughs> right <laughs> just not good shouldn't <laughs> do that <laughs> so yeah, that's that. But um, oh, so Father Christopher, he, <laughs> I've been doing boiler boilers on and off on like maintenance team, like to more or less like do like hey go chop that tree down kind of dude or like drive the trucks around. I wasn't supposed to be driving the trucks, but I did, or the tractors. I still did. So it was like only the trusted people could do that. I drove the buses around, <laughs> like <laughs> all stuff that they're like the trusted people are gonna do this. I was like. It's there. I'm not going to wait two hours for this person to come. So fuck them. I'm going to go just move this and it's going to be done. <laughs> 30 box. degrees out here. Or it's like 30 degrees below <laughs> zero. Like, I'm not waiting here. I better do <laughs> my day. So he started to notice that. So like, he basically gave me almost like a budget. So I went through the entire house and like scrap metal and everything. And like, I had like $500 to $1,000 in his desk in cash at all times. That wasn't accounted for anywhere, which the lesion was a big no-no. Like, so like I had all kinds of little side projects that I was doing in the house. So it's like huh. new machinery, new like all kinds of shit. Like, yeah, which is huh. fun. So that was a good time because so I was like on top of the world because I could do like whatever the fuck I want. Because like a thousand dollars when your lesion was like, wow, that's a big budget. Like, cool. Now it's like I can go blow that on a weekend. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially with three kids. Like, yeah. Yeah. It goes, goes pretty fast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he's like, hey, he called me in the office before like the official like letter of or like the thing on the board said like what you're doing for week work. He's like, hey, you got your dream. You can go cut down all the tr- like trim all the trees around the entire soccer field. And I want these trees all in the front lawn, like gone. You got to backhoe them out, like stumps out, all this shit. I was like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. He's like, I was like, what equipment can I use? I was like, probably just going to get chainsaw. He's like, oh, whatever you want, you have priority for it. The tractor, the tractor, the bucket, just don't use both tractors every, each at both times. But you can use tractor with the bucket, the bucket tractor. I think we had a 4,000 series. I can't remember. Or you can use the pickup, you can use the dump truck, you can use whatever you want. Just use two of them at a time so you're not messing everybody else's projects up. I was like, cool. So I walk downstairs, or I walk out and then go look at the board and humanities section there. Figure out it's one of those dudes that like grown up in Brazil, had like like no hate on him, but like had grown up just like spoon up his ass, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. his entire life and never driven a car nothing like never got in grease in his fingers anything i was like oh, fuck so like i'm just sitting there like i had loaded loaded up the pickup truck had the tractor like idling sitting there just like sitting there like he's half hour late i was like fuck 
so like ripped into him. I was like, dude, like we have shit to do. Like you can't be like, it was like, oh, I was visiting the Eucharist to Jesus. I was like, it's week of work. Like we're supposed to be here now. Okay, cool. Do you know how to drive? No, I don't know how to drive. And I had the tractor and I had to go to the far end of the soccer field. I was like, I'm not fucking walking all the way back. So I just like reached in the window. I was like, can you at least steer? He was like, oh yeah, yeah. I just put it in gear. He just like rolled idle all the way down the other side of the soccer field. So I drove the tractor, drove the tractor in front of him, stopped it. So at least it'll just like crash into the tractor or something. Right up, I was like, push the brake. He's like, the what? He like hit the gas, like, no. <laughs> yeah. I was working with that, chopping trees down, which like he was scared shitless of because like a tree comes crashing down. You've never done that in your life. Like you're freaked out. Yes, that was a. It's horrifying. Well, Christopher got me on that. <laughs> My dream, like, Legion job. Like, now it's just like a chore to me, but like, when you're in the Legion, you're like, wow, that'd be cool. Kind yeah. of thing. You know? Yeah. Time to risk my life. This would be yeah. great. Yeah. But he did let me get a sailboat like that. Um, that little sailboat we always had down by the dock in New Hampshire. Oh, like, yeah. Justin threw that. Boat. No, so the pontoon boat was down there. There was a sailboat that was always parked there in the grass. It always sat there for years and years and years. No one ever noticed it. But they eventually threw it away and they threw it up in the woods. And I found it. I was like, hey, Father David, do you want this? They're like, no, it's trash. We're just using this filler for the forts. So me and Drew Patterson were taking a bus. We'd like drop some people off in New Hampshire and then we we're driving to Vermont. So we grabbed that sucker, brought to Vermont, rebuilt all the parts on it. And we sailed up and down Champlain all the freaking time, which is freaking awesome. That's pretty yeah. Cool. But yeah, so then I got to philosophy and, uh, Going from humanities and philosophy, everybody, they're redoing all the assistants. So it's going to be Patrick, Father Patrick O'Loughlin, Father Nathan Wayne, Francois, and then Father Mir Savani. So the three younger dudes, like Father Patrick and Father Nathan were both from Syracuse. And then Francois, like I had grown up with in Cornwall and shit. Father Patrick too, and Nathan had come in later. I was like, I am going through shit right now. I cannot have them as like an immediate superior. Like, no. Because they're like my age. I was like, I am not going to have a dude I know like tell me what the fuck to do. Like, yeah. So I went to Father Amir and I was like, hey, like, I need you when you go into your big meeting of like who you want to like grab me. And he was, he had known me as like the dude, like never studying, always had grease in my nails, like always like my pants could stand up because I was doing shit all the time. Right. And he's like, this is Father Amir. He's from, from like Dubai. Like I've been down there. Like people in like his class don't associate with people like that. And he's like, are you sure? <laughs> like you're gonna have to freaking study. I was like, okay, cool. It was like the only time in my life I had over a three point five was at Father Amir. <laughs> <laughs> I had to study all the time, but uh, that really helped me because he is such like a smart dude. So he'll like drill into things. He was the first person that like, kind of sit me down and like actually talk to me about things mm-hmm. in humanities. And then Father Gomez did spiritual exercises. Who he's fucking amazing, like Joe Allen was saying. So like he did spiritual exercises where he actually made you pray like actual Christian prayer versus like the Legion version of it, which is freaking awesome. So I was listening there and I was like, why the fuck am I still doing this? 
like I don't know why I'm doing it. So I spent eight days doing that. Um, was pretty sure I want to leave. So then I had was up against like, hey, I don't have good spear structure. Didn't know any of them, and Stilple said had just gotten out. So <laughs> one of the priests, he was there. Uh, really fuck, freaking awesome dude. I can't remember his name right now. Um, he I he wasn't a spirit director, but I asked for him to be. And he was from down in New York, like New York City. And he kind of was like, he would swear to me in spirit direction, because that's what I need, honestly. And he kind of figured that out pretty quick. So he's like, I don't know why the fuck you're still here and like all that. So Father Jacobo Munoz, who's Father Julio Munoz's brother, um, he was our rector. So I had I went into him for information dialogue, whatever the fuck. Like probably January, February, I was like, hey, I need to leave. And he was like, well, he didn't know me from Adam. Like, he didn't know who the fuck I was. So, well, yeah, more stories than that. So, um, a lot of drunk stories. <laughs> in, in Thornwood. <laughs> With Tim and Paul. Clean. Uh, Holy Thursday. <laughs> oh my gosh. We'll get to that. We'll do all the spiritual bullshit legionary shit first, and we'll get to the bad boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me in Thornwood. <laughs> um, so we um like why he's he wanted me to like go do the whole thing. I forgot he was saying this, like go do like a year of postulate. I think uh Joe Cunningham was saying it. Like, go do your postulate and figure it out because you've been in like formation forever and ever, and you don't really get out of the house because you're always just working, which Cheshire, I had been out of the house a bunch, which I loved because I was doing like gifts and kinds stuff, but like really cool folks and like a mob too. But we're not going to incriminate myself here. <laughs> the mob's alive and well in New York and Connecticut. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and works with the Legion. That's, that's the title of the, uh, the episode. <laughs> the mob. The mob is alive and well and working with the Legion. <laughs> yeah. Narcos music in the back of the intro. I'll go well with your redacted name. Soy. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, fuck this. And eventually my dad came up there and I had to sat him down. And he thought I still wanted to be the priest, just not in the Legion. And like my parents all the time, like they gave me the information, but never forced me to do things kind of thing. And I was like, no, I'm going to keep doing it. Cause I'd always like done it. Cause like, I think for the right reasons. And I was always Mike. I don't know. So um, me and my dad kind of eventually figured out, Hey, let's just ride out the rest of the year because like you're not going to get into college and we're just gonna be wasting time you get credits out of this right so um it really so let's back up falco was like saying that and then he was like go talk to falco me on which is playing in um so Father kevin was like i immediately said the thing he's like yeah you should have left a while ago <laughs> like thanks father <laughs> like cool it was like literally that like walk knock knocked on the door like, hey, Paul Kevin, how are you? I did all the respectful shit, sat down. I was like, hey, I'm thinking about leaving. He's like, cool. You should have left a while ago. I think he was trying to get me to leave in eighth grade, honestly. 
but he kind of like let me go on. So straight up that, he's like, cool, I'll talk to Father Luis, who was the territory director, and I'll talk to Father Cobo. I was like, cool. Uh, <laughs> I want to leave after exams and like want to talk to Father Cobo about that. I was like, why don't you want to go on vacations? I fucking hated philosophy because like philosophy was like, we're going to take a siesta. And I was like still in the running phase. So like I was like, we're going to go run up the mountains and we're going to go run up, you know, whatever and all that crap. And they didn't want to do it. So that I got pissed off about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then I left. Um, a lot of really good dudes like Madrid's helped me out a bunch, uh, called me up. Um, yeah, I made, met down to Ave. I was good. I was thinking about Franciscan. My parents wanted me to go to Franciscan, but Ave gave, gave a scholarship. Reason being is they take Legion's credits leaving versus everybody else makes you start from zero so i left with like over 120 160 credits or some shit like that so like way more than i needed uh went down there which obviously is freaking awesome especially in the rugby team steven lombardo where the real parties are is mm. we did some crazy shit <laughs> uh, off campus but in campus too like um you're not supposed to be in a bikini um in the pool at Ave, but we just tell the teams like, yeah, bring your girlfriends. They need to sit there in the pool. And like, we just go in there and we get drunken ragers in the pool. And yeah, we had a dude streaking around the church before a five o'clock mass. All the old ladies are going to mass and the main, I mean, Jake, you know, like the huge oratory running around that. Literally in the center of town. Yes. <laughs> Like the center of campus, the center of town, and these are all like your parents, people, yeah, with money buying houses down there and all living together. So it's just like this, like <laughs> compound, compound of just yeah, which obviously is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> Ian Brian made it out. Stephen made it out. There, there yeah. is. I'm just a little fronted by the fact that Brian and Stephen didn't mention my name that I was there too. <laughs> like come on Andrew yeah, Cunningham really, was there too they really dropped the, the ball on that one the hell they just didn't want to sell you out you know they're like I they mean, really I'm just like I'm a forgettable person I don't know like even Spencer was like yeah I just remember you one time just being very you know whatever just doing dishes yeah they're in the yeah. corner yeah. <laughs> yeah. no I remember um I remember, <laughs> I remember visiting Thornwood and it must have been your year of philosophy because you were on your way out like we were talking for probably like two hours. Which I wasn't supposed to do. No, you weren't. And I was like, oh, this is cool. He's doing this. That means he's on his way out. Like <laughs> just the way you were well, talking, I was like, oh, he's done. He's he, he kind of like, you're like, I don't know out. if I'm staying in. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, and I was like, oh yeah, you're you're definitely done. So but, it started with the gala. Tim and Paul, my dad came down with the gala. Like, okay. this was like the big gal- and it was the first yeah. year they had not done it down at the super the Waldorf or whatever. The Waldorf, yeah. Yeah. So they did it there. And like my dad is like a like you follow the rules as much as they apply to you kind of person. So like we were just like going in and out of there, just like snagging drinks and snagging food. <laughs> like we didn't have we weren't invited to the gala when we were there. And like all these donors like knew my dad because he worked for Legion. So like and he didn't dress up for it. So we we're just like oh we were hunting that's what we were doing my brothers and my dad had come up first night we were spotlighting deer my brother's bow had fucked up 
but we're i was like oh it's fine because we're gonna feed the community (laughs) (laughs) and then like the rest of the time like we were just like we because some lady from france who had an import company had donated a pallet of um really good chardonnay from like whatever the region you're supposed to get chardonnay from in france and champagne from like champagne or whatever you pronounce it and then really good red i forgot what it was but we had like a couple french brothers there and they're like wow this is really good shit i was like wow yeah it is so we snagged a bunch of those bottles beer bottles like beer and shit and we were like drinking that in the room tim and paul had like brought vodka and like we were drunk the entire time like (laughs) you remember follow daniel wilson yeah yeah he was like so they had like served like normal people amount of alcohol at this gala which for legionaries is like four times more than they usually drink right so they had like appetizers with like drinks like cocktails and stuff they had like three four wines and champagne and like butterscotch and cigars and scotch and like all kinds of stuff like for all five of us like that's just you know you get seven eight years deep and okay whatever i shouldn't drive now and you know okay one beer i shouldn't drive okay and then you know you feel like you shouldn't drive after eight beers and then you you know 15 16 20 you know then you get really stupid right i'm fine yes (laughs) this is father daniel and he's like trying to still be father daniel he runs into tim and paul who are also like drunk off their asses right where like the like dorms and like the dining room are in thornwood i don't know if you remember that one little corner like right there (laughs) father daniel eventually like slumps up against the wall and Tim and Paul like basically carry him back to his room. They're like, don't worry, Father Daniel, we will never talk about this. And they like <laughs> shove him in his room, basically. <laughs> yeah, I'm Father. Da- I'm sorry, Father Daniel, if you ever listen to this. Father Frederick, if you're listening, please don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Father Daniel uh, officiated the wedding for my brother. And, oh, nice. Um my sister-in-law uh that was pretty cool that nice. was a while ago it was like 2014 2015 yeah. but uh as promised father simon he was in cheshire and he kind of like went between cheshire and thornwood um working a bunch of parishes and shit there but he always like snagged me out of the community because i could drive stick most people couldn't because i drove the tractors and i could drive stick so he always had stick shift cars that was his excuse was, oh, brother Michael knows how to drive stick. So he would just stag me out of shit and, like, save me from a lot of the bullshit and just, like, actually show me, like, priest stuff, like, in parishes and stuff. So, like, he was awesome. And then Father Louis was my confirmation sponsor up in uh, Cornwall. And when I was in Indianapolis, like, he was probably, like, the one, like, the positive leave-off of the Legion was me and him like i still go to confession to him and like kind of semi-spiritual direction with him here and there um but like just because he had known me since i was like 12 honestly like he has super his english is a lot better now my french was terrible when i was 12 but like he had known me since then so it's like dudes like that i'm willing to open up to honestly now it's really hard to find priests to talk to because I move all the fucking time now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But 
Yeah, so I got out, um, went to Ave, went to CUA in D.C., which is awesome. So Neil Baldwin was there. He was going to, <laughs> he was going to Christendom, which is <laughs> <laughs> funny. Uh, he's here now, too, <laughs> here in Robbins. He flies in the same jet as me. Does a yeah. different job, but crazy. Like, both went to ICUS, both went to Cheshire, and then ended up here together. Yeah, married with kids and shit. So he's doing super awesome. He actually replaced me out where we were before. So out in Pacific. So yeah, scary shit out there. Yeah, there. Uh, I made the news a few times. I pissed off some people <laughs> out there on purpose. But yeah, so um, what's the way I had met my wife? So. Uh, we weren't married yet. We were expecting our first kid. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we were doing grad school at the time. And like my, my in-laws are pretty like pretty center Catholic, but not like stuck up Catholic um, versus my parents. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad, if you ever listen to this, um, <laughs> my grandparents, especially. Um, so um they're like you need to get married next weekend make this honorable i was like we are gonna do what the church says we're going to what do you call it discern this we're gonna actually take the time and figure out if this is for us or not so we actually did that which is awesome um so we have like our sons in our wedding pictures so i don't know how i'm gonna explain that to them, but <laughs> so i'm figuring that out yeah but um so yeah we got married um around jobs i was working bars at nights and working office job um eventually got into trucking management did that just really cool stuff when you start making good money at it when you're starting out it really sucks so i started getting pretty good money at it then joined the military and then been doing that so uh trained for officer training in montgomery went down to pensacola for a year and a half which i love it down there um I love the Panhandle. It's the South with Florida. So South Florida is just Florida, but Panhandle is South with Florida mixed in. So love it up there. Um, and then came up here to Middle Georgia. So we're South of Macon and Warner Robins now. So fun and JSARS, which is retiring. So looking for a new job now in the military. But, uh, yeah, I deploy a shit ton. I've been to CENTCOM, been to PACOM, uh, been all over. Um, Southcom, Northcom, all over. Um, I love it. Well, we JSTARS coordinates. It's a joint program, so it's between Army, Marines. We also work with Navy a bunch. So we basically use a huge radar to find any moving target, and then we can feed that down to all the other assets via a bunch of other comm shit. And so we're just we don't have call us isr which is like surveillance people but we do all of our stuff like in the moment so we have a bunch of dudes in the back super smart smarter than me who just make shit happen so it's basically like taking one dude hey navy army has this joining hands marines have this cool we can kill that or cool and they're all like oh i didn't know that i didn't know he knew that i knew that and you knew that cool now we can kill him so it's freaking awesome I love it. Big team effort, yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot of dudes in the back who know everybody. It's just relationships across everybody. Like, 
literally we go into like chow halls and we just sit down with random people and it's like hey what do you do oh that's really cool can i get your email and we just sit there and do that and it's just it's like the sales side of what I used to do, but like you're selling like, hey, let's go kill people for the United States government kind of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's more like the dumb shit of the military you're getting rid of kind of stuff. And it's awesome because it's all the inefficiencies. We get rid of inefficiencies and it's just more like, hey, Spencer, you know how to use bombs. Hey, James, you have all the intel. And Jacob, you have like all launch codes or whatever and i'm like hey why don't all three of you talk together you're all like i don't want to talk so i just tell like hey jacob why don't you send that to me and i send spencer and james tells me that and i send it back to spencer and spencer kills him and i give credit to all three of you and you're all happy like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like a win-win-win yeah yeah so wow that's good that sounds like i end up doing that a lot with uh just giving out my email address to random people who yep. will come up to me in, in the stores. And it's like, I mean, in your case, you're, you're working as a team to do something. Yeah. But in my could case, you ever use more... a, could you use a customer service guy? I'll give you my email. Yeah. See what it's uh... so the <laughs> force has always been like super into like engineers and shit. And they kind of sat down. So the prior, no, yes. (laughs) So the prior chief of staff was like, hey, we need to refigure out why we're doing shit the way we are. And we need to, he straight up said, we need to bring liberal arts majors into the shit and people with like their backgrounds because they're tired of everything being the way it is. So, and then the current um, General Brown, his current chief of staff is like, yeah, we need to uh, change, uh, accelerate change or lose i think is his tagline it's basically like we need to change right now now because it's too late so a lot of these like dumb things are going away just like paperwork and just trails of things and guys who just have like hey why don't we just do it this way which is a super streamlined idea are kind of rising to the top so nice that's pretty cool man yeah so i enjoy it it's um when i'm gone i'm it's all the parts of Legion that I miss. Like all the camaraderie. We still play sports together here and there. We work out together. You know, we're eating stupid good food in Japan or Spain or the Middle East and shit like that. Like different cultures. Um, you're operating at a much more meaningful level because you have like sometimes kinetic, like actual shit happening. Mm-hmm. Not just like this ethereal, like, oh, for souls. A dude just died and got blown to smithereens, and he was a really bad motherfucker who was pedophilial and like had fourteen wives who were all fourteen years old. Like you call that kind of person who is like ISIS, and you're like, "Well, I feel pretty good about myself today." Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, shit. Shit. I did some good shit today, and you sleep pretty peacefully. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I didn't directly connect him; I connected a bunch of people to make that happen. But you know, you're like, cool. We made it happen. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. So, so anybody listening, thinking about it, go Air Force. Don't go Marines. <laughs> go Cunningham and Ben Wagner. <laughs> go work at it. <laughs> I asked him Ben. Ben was like, or Ben Vanga, sorry. I don't know why I always call you Ben. My mind. Ben Vanga. <laughs> James. 
So James was like, hey, are you going to be ready for night? And I was like, yeah, I started drinking. It was like nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we may at work in our office have a four tap kegerator in a bar, two bars actually, in my side of this office. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, cool. Thanks, man. This has been really good. Like, thanks yeah. for coming on. Yeah. So, really good shit. Questions? Um, I think I'm. I'm wondering. Um, what was? Do you ever have like? So you said you didn't think about Icus at all, or Icus and the Legion, because you did five more years. Um, yes. You didn't think about it a lot afterwards i'm like super um, like last podcast with brian you guys talked a lot about like not last one what have you talked about like a lot about um therapy and stuff like that and actually talking about it which is kind of part of the part of the down day that we had today my wife has been bugging me about that shit it's like honestly like 10 years of that shit is like honestly like on an objective level is a lot of shit on your plate kind of Mm-hmm. Um, that like my wife really pushes like, hey, you should see mental health as like the dentist. Like, you just need to go like twice a year, three times a year. Like, just go do it. And in the military, it's free, so it's like, why not? Like, it's right. just put in your calendar, and there you go. Like, that's it's a time issue, and it's helpful. It's like, why wouldn't you take care of your teeth? Because otherwise, your teeth are gonna be fucked up. Fuck up your brain. Like, cool. Yeah. So, um. I'm very good at compartmentalizing things like even flying. Like I've had shit fly by as, you know, engines malfunction shit like that. And you're just like, you have the initial general rush. And then you're like, cool. You box it up, get a checklist and you just get it done. And you don't think about it until like people start talking to you about it. Like, Oh, you almost died today. And you're like, yeah, man, I need a drink. <laughs> like cool let's go fly tomorrow and you're like are you sure you like my grandfather died my mother's dad died who i was super close to in holland while i was deployed normally you're not supposed to fly after that and like all my buddies out there like know how i am like i just compartmentalize shit they're like you should not fly today i was like fuck it i'm flying like fuck you i'm gonna go fly um because like it's a big rule in like aviation like if you have anything going on you shouldn't go fly because like Especially in our jet, like it's not like a fighter jet where I'm just flying and if I put it in the ground, like whatever, I wasted fifty million dollars of taxpayers' money and killed myself. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Right. But we have twenty to thirty people on the jet. So like if you fuck up, put it in the jet in the ground, like that's I think we're three hundred and eighty million for this jet, plus like thirty people's lives, and I like know most of their wives and all their kids and shit. Like, yeah. So <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. Um, but I know myself, I'm very good at just compartmentalizing things, which is bad. It's not healthy. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly it comes through back at you eventually, especially when some assholes start a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we're here for. Um, yeah. I think I it was, was really far. Frederick and then Brian eventually got on. I was, I texted Brian. He was like, "Yeah, you should go on." That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. He's getting people for us. Yeah, like he it. was like, "Here's Ben's number, Ben Vinga's number." And yeah, that's. I, I was wondering how you got my number. Um, yeah, it, Brian. <laughs> it surprised me. Um, yeah, I didn't know he had my number. 
Um, yeah, more <laughs> no, he does. More the merrier, man. Where he knows people. I should like. I have my ways to get your number, but I should use them to get your number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool, though. That um, I I think yeah, I think if if therapy is free, you should definitely try it. I and uh, I, I feel like it's better than confession by a long shot. Confession has its place. So like I've gone like super like I have a lot of like conservative Protestant friends now and Orthodox friends. And I'm not gonna make this into like a liturgy or like theological talk, but um like it has its place in Roman theology. I mean Orthodox as well, but like if you really think about like sacrament and like shit like that, like outward sign of inner reality, like you need to have that like actual talking of it to a person who's standing there for christ um but i don't think it's the time and place for actual like spiritual direction or like actual meaningful like if you have a good priest like the ones that are really good like to direct you kind of slash therapy kind of if you're using that for that kind of thing you know that's not really the time and place for it it's more Mm -hmm. of a like staying in the place of jesus and here's some like corrections to your shit kind of you know, your shit in the sock kind of thing and here's a penance and you know spiritual song tea you know that thing cool um if you're i haven't found a priest around here who's good fortunately but uh like if you're up for it, i think spirit direction is much more for that honestly yeah that's my lot of thought on that yeah i have a lot of friends in the military who went to seminary like protestant seminary which has been really cool so like we'll like train all day together and like they all have like three four kids like me too like pretty cool dudes and like we'll like talk about airplanes and get drunk and then like start talking about theology or philosophy and it's a lot better than like talking straight catholic philosophy because there's like a lot more ideas to it but it makes me actually start reading more because i'm like frank i forgot what i'm actually like actual definition of things are mm-hmm. so that's been cool yes. that's cool man yeah cool. yeah um i don't know if we have any more questions but sorry it's been a long one i'm no it's cool man yeah it's good um we appreciate it thank yeah. you so much for coming thanks for coming on, on. yeah no but um my <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah. we're doing that so certain entities will not find my name fortunately <laughs> that's my life <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah this is a ghost episode yes no i like to be on again for other shit if we want to talk thank about you, other man. stuff yeah I think we should, something like that. I don't know. We should have panels on. Yeah, that would should. be a good one. We should, yeah. Yeah. And call up random priests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Father Justin is the one I randomly call every once in a while. He never picks up for me. I've left him voicemails. Just picks He's up. never picked up for me too, so you're not alone. Cool. That that's good to know. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was just me, but because everyone else is like talking about how they talk to Father Justin, I'm like, hmm. Yeah, must be nice. Must be nice. Must <laughs> be bullshit right there. Nice. <laughs> yeah, funny conversation was um, 
Jeff Steele's wedding. So like, we got fucked up there. <laughs> so like, it was me, Joe Allen. He's one of my best buddies. Um, we go there. Christiana was my wife. Christiana was pregnant, <laughs> so she's driving us around. We're just being like obnoxious, right? <laughs> and oh, we were terrible at Bryce Casper's wedding too. Shit. Um, which is yeah, another story for that. Um, so, um, Patrick Myrna had his girlfriend there. We we're just being obnoxious to Patrick. So he's getting all embarrassed in front of us. Like he had been dating this girl. It was like a newish girlfriend. So like we're being obnoxious to Patrick, like telling stories about him. He's like, shut up, fuck. Like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and so Mrs. So um what's his face? Dan, the professor up at um I guess Dan, what's his face? Bean? Mr. Bean? Yeah. He was the best man at Jeff Steele's wedding. So like I'm just like going off to him, like, you're just awesome. And I'm like so drunk, like, I just love you for like all the stuff you did. And I guess he's just sitting there, like, with his wife, like, oh, okay, okay, great, okay. I'm just like going on and on, like, as one does when they're drunk. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. But then, like, Mrs. Mrs. Steele, like, we're going to move, move down to Houston before the military. She's like, you guys should go to the Ren Christie down there. And, like, Father Michael Sullivan's Ren, Ren Christie down there. He's had all his stuff. And, like, I was like, I don't know, Mrs. Steele. Okay. Great. Your son just got married today. So it's like the godfather, like, on the day of my daughter's wedding kind of shit. You know, like, I'm not going to, like, tell her, like, no on their son's wedding. Like, right. Yeah. Rice Casper's wedding was a good one too, because we had like 10, 15 Icus dudes there, and it was a rager. Like a lot of us pre-gamed. Me and my wife had like messed because it's northern Indiana, so you have like the weird time zone shift there. And so like we messed it up. We came in like right when they were done with communion, and it was like, you know, the silent time and stuff like that. It was one of those old country churches in like northern Indiana where the doors go back and forth. So what Aider still said, like, turned around, like, <laughs> like that in the middle of church, like, this old, like, everything's like old oak and like super tall with like all the paintings on top and everything. He's just like, give me the finger. Sorry, we're being recorded, so I gotta describe it. Give me the yeah. finger across the entire church, like, right after communion. Like, yeah. That's, that's still said for you, for you. I call one of them probably like every two weeks. And either one of us are both very us are usually drunk. So nice. <laughs> yeah. So Austin is in the Air Force, his younger brother. He's down in Moody down in Valdosta, about an hour and a half, two hours south of us. So we all hang out a bunch. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah. But oh, I forgot to tell you guys this the bad stories in Thornwood. Oh, go ahead. Hiding all the beers. Hiding the beers. So my daddy came up. And my brothers, so I had beers from the gala. That was fall semester. And then coming into Christmas, we had those pallets still from the gala. So me and the French brothers, the way we split up work, we stopped doing like the like teams like shifting through the work. Father Samir was like, Hey, we're all big boys now. Like, why don't we just he proposed to the community, like, hey, why doesn't like this team just do like 
waiters and you guys just do kitchen and you guys just do sacrament like the sacred sacristy and shit and we all just get really good at it and that's it we're like yeah that's cool like we're all big boys now we've all done it like all the jobs pretty much so who cares we'll just get really good at it so like my team was in charge of like the first waiters and like we could serve the meal to the point where like everybody was just sitting there twiddling their thumbs and because of the schedule they had to sit there and twiddle their thumbs like we could serve everything and have everybody done in 15 minutes like we didn't need second servers or whatever the fuck we called it. Like the replacement, I heard what we called that. Anywho, so we would on feast days take all the booze and remember Thornwood had like four people to the table or something like that. It wasn't like yeah. the big table in Connecticut. So like they're like one bottle of wine. Like nowadays, like give me one bottle. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna drink the one <laughs> bottle myself. Me, maybe me and my wife, maybe. But if like all four of us went to a bar, like we're getting about like two bottles and we're probably going to get six bottles over the night. Like, yeah. right. Yeah. So <laughs> like we would take all the bottles off the tables and we put it at the table behind us as we sat down after and we could talk. I forgot who was so- saying this. Like when you were done serving, like you were, everybody was in conversation, right? You got to listen to the book and then you got to like be in conversation after the meal. Right. So <laughs> these days, you got to talk while you're serving, serve the meal. And then we like stuff all the booze, like all these like half drink bottles of pretty good French wine and champagne table behind us. We had one bottle on the table at all times. So we'd sat there like, I think it's New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve. You got the patrons, right? We forgot. (laughs) So someone came running in there. We're like four or five, like half bottles deep each. (laughs) They just sitting there like, I spoke like really broken French and these two are just going off in French. Like we're just having a good time. Right. <laughs> like New Year's Eve. And they're like, Hey, you guys need to go get your patrons. We're like, fuck. <laughs> so like, we're sitting there in front of them, like, we're just probably reek of wine, like just reek. And like trying to like look serious in front of the entire community, like grabbing this patron, like, Oh yeah. You know, St. Margaret Mary of whatever, you know, Portugal. Uh-huh like frugality for my virtue like for the year <laughs> like we're like uh-huh just like ran away went back started just kept on drinking wow yeah <laughs> and then holy thursday my brothers had come up from the missions right and they they convinced some dude back home to like give him a bottle like a, a handle of vodka so we'd sit up all night just drink so I was supposed to go to adoration all night, right? On Holy Thursday. <laughs> so they came in there like came in, first dude like poked me. I was like, hey, wake up. I didn't come. But it's Holy Thursday, so like half the community is going all night, right? So you don't it's not like the mission where it's like one to one ratios, right? So if you don't go, like that poor dude's there all night, right? So like I'm like hungover as fuck. <laughs> like <just> in bed. <laughs> <laughs> and like next dude pokes me the next dude there's like three four people down the row like trying to wake me up yeah so then like the next morning the consecrated were down in we were in soho down st patrick's old st pat's and i could tell one of the consecrated ladies were like she was having a really hard time she's like around my age like same time like formation shit and like everyone was super scandalized because like my dad had sent with tim and paul like a couple hundred bucks for me just because i was going to get out so i need like money to like buy tickets and shit like that 
It's like I had cash, and like I bought her a coffee because she was like tired as fuck. Because I think they had to like drive up to um, the other house just north of Thornwood. That old Kisco. Kisco, yeah, where uh, that band played. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Was the Walking Dead played there? Not the Walking Dead. The uh... Uh, Aerosmith. Yeah, I think they played there. Supposedly haunted and all kinds of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah. I don't believe in that stuff, but it was haunted. No, but like those ladies, you could tell they had like bags on their eyes and like they're dragging. So like I forgot why I knew her. Like I knew her from something else. And like I brought her a coffee and everyone was like, What the fuck are you doing? It's like she needs a fucking coffee and she's like leading like <laughs> 60 girls. Like I asked her if she needed cream or sugar. Like that's all I said to her. Like I straight yeah. up just walked up to her and was like, You need cream or sugar? Like that's all I said. Everyone was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, <laughs> like she is a person who needs coffee. Like she's dragging. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so this is my last story. We can end. So we had all this booze stored up right in the woods. It's me, Delaney, DeMaio, then J- Joseph Sandberg, and all three of us leaving. And we had both, all three of us, had been like, "Yeah, we're not going to fucking vacations because, like, screw you guys." It wasn't going to be enough, that much fun anyways. And <laughs> it's not like the mission vacations or like where you actually go hike. Like I like hiking, hiking. This is like bullshit where you like go walk to the bottom basin and look at the waterfall. It's like, <laughs> why the fuck do I want to do that? Yeah. Like, I'm going to go f- climb Lafayette. Yeah. So that's like, that's a difference in like the mission and like humanities. Like it wasn't a hike together. It was you're hiking teams. You go do whatever the fuck you want basically so i was always on teams where like we just go fuck now i have two stories we we'll tell the first story for okay last story i'm gonna tell last first story i'm gonna tell first last whatever so one time in cheshire had these dudes like straight out of mexico like straight out of the mission there didn't know what snow was it's so, like we hiked <laughs> to the top of like that little like rolling brook or whatever fucking connecticut there mm-hmm. And we go to the top of it. These dudes didn't have like double socks on. There's like a foot and a half snow on the ground. They're like freezing their asses off. Like, cool boys. Like, guys, they've obviously never been in the snow. Okay, we got to build a fire. Go collect wood. They all come back with like literally that much wood. I'm going to come back like one handful. Boom. Go out. I was like, go get more wood. Two handfuls. Like, <laughs> like armfuls. Like, sit there and they're like, we're cold. I was like, no shit. Get more wood. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But so many stories in Cheshire with that shit. Anywho. Um, <laughs> so last night at Thornwood. So Joseph Tandenberg had a cigar from his brother's wedding. He brought that out. I had all the beer. And Delnay just brought himself because he's a fucking awesome dude. Um, he's from Brazil. From uh, He's from Rio de Sur. Uh, way down south where all like the German dudes are from and shit. Like a bunch of ranchers, like really down to earth dudes are from Rio de Sur. Like it's the Texas of Brazil, is what I understand. Like <laughs> somebody from Brazil is probably gonna yell at me, but it's honestly I compare it to like the Texas of Brazil. Like down to earth, like good old dudes, like good old boys from down there. And <laughs> we're out there like we're like five, six beers deep on like remember like there's storm one like the building, and then like up top there's like a parking lot up there. Yeah. Yeah, like 
David, you probably remember, like, if you've been around Torwood. So there's a yeah. parking lot way up there that was, like, the extra parking from employees were up there. We used it for, like, all kinds of random shit. Like, we just go do donuts, donuts out there and, like, teaching brothers how to drive and, like, random shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, we were sitting up there in a park bench, just, like, drinking, like, high schoolers, like, throwing the bottles out in the woods and, like, random shit. And this, like, headlights come out. We're like, fuck. <laughs> so, like, we hide all the beer. We throw the cigar away. Like, I had a laptop out there with music playing, like, all kinds of shit <laughs> we weren't supposed to do. And um, two consecrated dudes hop out. Like, oh, you brought like, it was the day after there was the night of exams. Like, oh, your brothers are celebrating ex- exams are done. That's awesome. You guys have a good night. And this is like when all like the like softening illusion stuff was coming out. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we need to like actually like follow the rules and like I call it the sharing is carrying part of the legion because like I was always like super hardcore. Let's let's go run up a mountain, let's be Navy SEAL legionaries, bullshit, right? So like it was much more like how it should be looking at it 10 years away where it's like hey you want to go run a marathon hey that's your choice go do it it's not the legion telling you to do that right which is the way i was kind of trained from first year division it was like you go run a marathon right now because you're a legionary go do it kind of shit mm-hmm. so um yeah we got dark and skunks and then i hopped on the train and went home so it was a good time <laughs> Yeah, Joseph Zadamir was at my wedding, and uh, Stelbstead, a bunch of other dudes, and um, I had the shit, like the runs from the um, the bachelor party a couple nights before that, because everybody had to fly into Indiana, so I couldn't do a separate bachelor party, because we were all broke as fuck then. So I couldn't do like two separate things. Everybody could only afford to come out there once. So, funny thing. Had a two-person hot tub. The only person not to go in the two-person hot tub was all nine of us dudes. In the hot tub was Brian. Wonder why. <laughs> 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 that should have been like a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, all like all my groomsmen were in a shitter at the reception with me. There's a video of it out there. Like a bottle of fireball, just like I'm trying to use the restroom by myself with the runs, <laughs> <laughs> with them like force feeding me a bottle of fireball. But yeah, oh man, they're good was dudes. The, was it in the food or I think it was the amount of alcohol we brought out there. Oh, uh, yeah, and catch um, up to you. Frick, what's his name? He was a co worker and then he joined the Legion, Eastern Fort Wayne. Not his name. Oh, I don't know. Dang it. Um, it was his birthday at my bachelor party, and the hot tub sat on this deck. So that's like two, three feet up. It was like middle of November, so everything was frozen in Indiana, plus the hot tub. This dude is like the most polite, conservative person I know. Does not say like swear words or anything like a little raunchy or anything. Games in the middle of the night where he stood up on the like the edge like of a hot tub, which is like, you know, Eight inches big, maybe your feet. Still on there one. It said, "I want to see titties." Because <laughs> I, I knew everybody. I was like, "We are getting a, we are getting a cabin in the middle of the woods, away from cell phone reception, with no Wi-Fi, away from strip clubs, like nothing." Like I was straight shooter, right? But we're getting drunk as fuck, right? <laughs> so there's no opportunity for Tim Paul to like drag me somewhere. 
anywhere. Yeah. Like we were two hours away from anything, like straight up. <laughs> Which is part of the problem with this is he stands up, says that, falls off of there, and then they had a little grill, like one of those park grills that's like cemented into the ground. Oh no! And hits the plate and just rips his arms open. Like, oh, down the yeah. So the next morning there was blood and puke and ass and cigar ashes. Yeah. Anyway, we've been going two hours. Shit. Yeah. yeah. I told you it was going to be long. I warned you. It's been good, well, man. Yeah, it's been fun. Anyhow, my conclusion is that I don't regret it all. Suck nice. balls. Um, the military hasn't been shit compared to it. The <laughs> 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 ex legionaries out there, instead of the military, it's pretty easy compared to first year in division. <laughs> Follow Julio. So, um, yeah, it got to me where I am now. I have a bunch of really cool buddies who, or their brothers or their sisters. I just meet all over the country and fucking awesome people, honestly. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Awesome, man. I wouldn't do it differently. It sucked. It honestly sucked ass the entire time. Like, <laughs> if you could tell me, like, at 12 years old, you'll get the same outcome in 2022, knowing all the same dudes and having the same, like, having the kids I have now and the wife I have now and the life I have now, but you don't have to do Legion, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I am where I am now. Sucked balls, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through worse shit, and I've been through better shit, so I don't know. Right there with you, man. That's my conclusion to it. 